coaching cast listeners and viewers this is lisa just to let you know that susie has unexpectedly been taken into hospital with an appendicitis she's had her appendix removed and is now recovering successfully in hospital she's doing absolutely fine and she's going to be completely well but what this means is we have a gap in our recording schedule however we didn't want to leave you without any great content to listen to or to watch and so what we've decided to do is to release the full interview with Mike Mayer from Take a Deep Breath so that you have some great tips, recommendations that you can take forward and continue to develop and enhance your breathing technique following Mike's guidance that will help to support greater sleep and better well-being and health. So we hope you enjoy that and we look forward to being able to join you again with some new content in future episodes over the forthcoming weeks. Lots of love from Susie and I and we look forward to seeing you all soon. We're super lucky to welcome a special guest on today's episode, Mike Mayer, breathwork coach and creator of the Take a Deep Breath YouTube channel and the podcast Breathcast, if I've said that right, Mike, you can correct me later. So Mike, lovely to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Yeah, Um, really glad to be here. I think to start off with, which what would be really helpful is if you could just tell us a little bit about Take a Deep Breath and what it's all about. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, it's very cool to be here uh, with you guys. So thank you for your time. Um, so Take a Deep Breath um, is a YouTube community of about 70,000 people, um, all obsessed, I think, in some way or another with breathing <laughs> or breath work. Um, so the channel now has something like 120, 150 dedicated breathing videos and people think well what the hell is breathing what do you mean and uh, to quote my partner's mum and she's like what the hell is he doing breathe in breathe out you know and uh <laughs> which, you know actually on paper is correct um but but uh if you think about breath work a bit like how maybe you'd think about yoga um or mindfulness we sit in that kind of category um okay. so, so so breath work um it's essentially conscious breathing so that's just taking control of our breath Um, And we're the only animal on the planet to date that we're known of that has this power or magic to take control of our breathing because for every other animal, it's completely automatic. So we have this power to control our breath and science has shown that the way we breathe affects the way we feel and think. So by changing consciously our breath, we can change the way we think and feel. So it really is a bit of a superpower. Wow. And it's, it's And it's fascinating when you talk about it because even in the way that you state there about us being the only animal in the animal kingdom that can control our breath. I think even I would be in the space of thinking, but my breath is involuntary. I just breathe and I don't put a lot of conscious effort into it. Not that I realize potentially. And actually it's only from listening to your podcast, Breathcast, and obviously spending time with you that I've realized how wrong I am about it. And it's caused me to be so much more conscious of my breathing when I'm walking, when I'm trying to sleep, when I'm exercising, especially now when I'm running, I'm really conscious of just breathing through my mouth and thinking about whether that's a good thing or not. And whether it's doing me any favors when I'm like panting up a hill. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. As I said, I honestly would have thought of it as an involuntary reflux, reflex, not a conscious one yeah I mean I mean it really is automatic 
most of the time. Mm. Um, so we breathe about 25,000 breaths per day. Um, and, you know, 99.9% of those are going to be automatic, but they are, they're almost alert behavior. So if you look at a young child, they're breathing with the belly, they're breathing with the diaphragm, they've got a really good natural breath routine. But as we get older and become more self-conscious and we see the Barbie dolls and all these different things, we start <clears throat> sucking our stomach in. So our diaphragm can't move properly. Uh, we're, we're experiencing chronic stress all the time and stress breathing is mouth breathing. So we still end up breathing with our mouth with our diaphragm not moving. We end up breathing shallow. So, so we end up changing this thing that was given to us by nature and we end up ruining it. But the good thing is we can go back and we can kind of recapture it again. But if you look around, if you go, I know obviously right now there's not a lot of gyms that are open, but if you go and look at a gym or you go and look at people running through the park most people have got the mouth open and it's a good point to address because probably most people listening may not know this and i only knew that i only learned this less than two years ago and i've been on this breathwork journey for four years um breathing through the mouth is trauma to your airways and it sounds crazy the first time you hear it you think what no i've been doing it for, for years but your mouth is for eating and for drinking and for talking it is not for breathing it's an emergency evolutionary backup if something's going on if there's a saber-toothed tiger here and you need to run then your mouth can open up to help you with that panic to get you know tense and ready to go but in the office sitting down at your desk you should not be panting through your mouth because you're stressing yourself out and yeah. actually what happens is when you mouth breathe well actually no let me flip it around <clears throat> the benefits of the nose are this there's many but the nose is a wonderful organ that we, we think it's just this bit that sticks out but actually it it goes into your into your skull it's about the size of a snooker ball and uh it's, it's huge and in there there's all sorts of things there's there's these things called turbinites and what happens is the air gets forced in through your nose and it spins around and it goes into the sinus cavity you've got all these hairs you need to leave those hairs alone i only learned this the other day i didn't know this this only came to me um, this is a so, good top tip yeah i was gonna say <laughs> those those hairs are, are, are evolutionally placed there to filter rubbish out of the air and if you remove too many of those hairs you're suddenly taking away one of your first lines of defense of cleaning the air and with what's going on now covid um it is a genuine shock that they're not talking about nasal breathing because with mouth breathing the air just goes straight in so anyway so with the nose you've got the you've got the filtering going on you've got uh this thing called nitric oxide which gets released by the nasal cavities this sterilizes and cleans the air as it goes in through the nose it also travels down with the breath into the lungs and is also a way for the air to be absorbed better into the lungs so if you don't have nitric oxide i think it's like 20 percent harder to get the air into your lungs so it does that it filters the it, sorry it warms or cools the air so if it's too cold outside it'll warm the air for you if it's too warm it'll cool the air for you also when you breathe out through the nose you retain 42 percent more moisture so again if you think about at the gym I'm running, you're losing so much more moisture and you don't need to, because if you keep your mouth shut, you can use the, you can use the nose. So it's a, it's a wonderful gift we've been given. It creates the right amount of pressure that we need as well. So the minute you're using this, you lose all those evolutionary benefits of 2 million years and you just go to this. <laughs> and, and, um, the other thing as well is the nose is connected to the diaphragm and is connected to deep breathing. So, um, if you think about your lungs, um, the gas exchange that happens between carbon dioxide and O2, it happens really at the very bottom of the lungs, really towards the end. If you're shallow breathing, most of your air is kind of sitting in the airway, it's sitting here, it's sitting at the top of the lungs. So you waste so much uh, of your breaths. And uh, I don't have the chart here, but if you breathe slower you, um, and less, 
you actually get more oxygen into your, into your cells, which is just crazy. But actually by panting through the mouth, what you're associating there is uh, upper airways breathing. And if you ever watch somebody take a deep breath, I mean, if actually, maybe we can do this test for you guys mm, now. Yeah, if I can ask it. you both Please. to take a deep breath for me yeah. on the count of three, one, two, three. Yeah. So Lisa, you'll have to watch this back. I didn't see it so much with you, Susie, a little bit, but what you'll notice, Lisa, is when you took a deep breath, the shoulders I, rose. I know, I saw that as well. Yeah. And um, that is because you're, you're conditioned, as, as most of us are, to have some form of this kind of um, upper airways breathing. And even though you use your nose, you might have that condition where, and I've suffered from this for years, I will suck my gut in because I've just got used to doing that. I've done um, that for years. As soon as yeah. you said that, I know I don't use my diaphragm and it's intentional because I'm always sucking my stomach in. I've been doing that since I was a chubby kid because I was really overweight when I was a teenager and I held my stomach in and actually I saw it as a bit of a um bit like a badge of honor that I could do it and that I still can do it and actually it's totally false I've got a massive gut everyone and I just hold it in all the time no one knows this is I've just let out same, a secret same I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've, I've got the same the same problem and um again it was a bit of a lightning strike I was like I've been doing that for years and actually I've got I've got lower back problems lower back problems are associated with not diamatically breathing properly because when we think about um the core um the core is associated actually with your abs mm. uh, and one of the best ways to get strong abs is to use your diaphragm properly um and, and so actually we, when we freeze the diaphragm the whole system can't work properly we can't take a proper breath when and the diaphragm has these other um benefits it uh it massages the heart and it massages your lower organs so when your diaphragm's moving properly, um, you've got kind of all your guts there below, the diaphragm's pushing that down and massaging it. When it's coming up, it's massaging the heart. And there's, again, so many benefits connected to the diaphragmatic God. breath work. Um, and most of us are freezing that. And we also wear tight clothes and belts and we want to hide things. So so there's a the real pandemic of bad breathing because of just something as similar as uh, something as simple as using I'm just belly. ticking off all these things at the moment. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. I've got lower back problems as well. I've got problems with my back. I always talk about the fact I have no core. It's useless. Um, oh, God. And all this time, there was me in the gym trying to do sit-ups, and actually I just need to breathe properly. Yeah. Although uh, what it does tell me is the fact that I've been wearing joggers for nearly the last year has helped in terms of massaging my... <laughs> your diaphragm. Yeah. Diaphragm and my organs. Yeah, so that's, that's a, I'll take that as a benefit. <laughs> so, so, so here's the good news. Your body wants to breathe properly. So it doesn't take that long for you with some conscious work to go back to learning how to breathe properly because we already know how to do it. We've evolved mm. to do it. We grew up doing it. We've just stopped doing it. So actually there's a series of tips and tricks and exercises how to do that. And we can talk a bit about that today as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, a lot of it will be... <clears throat> consciously taking the time so a bit like how people take the time to meditate or to stretch we should be taking the time to learn how to kind of recapture our proper what, what people call functional breath work that, that's mm. the thing functional breathing a lot of us are dysfunctionally breathing it's a bit like going to the gym and, and lifting a weight but lifting it all wrong actually you know before we get stuck into things like the big breathing exercises like Wim Hof breathing or something what I've learned now is you need to stop you need to get your proper breathing sorted first before you do you know before you stop bench pressing you know 200 kilograms let's learn how to like stand properly and stretch um mm. so I'm qualified in two well one discipline I'm qualified in called the oxygen advantage and I'm actually last week and this week going through my second qualification which is called uh Bateco. 
Um, and that is more to do with kind of patients and um, helping people with asthma and, and, and that sort of thing. And um, is it, in short, they both revolve around functional breathing and slow rhythmic breathing. So I'll just quickly list this for you. So good breathing is this. Good breathing is uh, rhythmic and consistent. Um, good breathing is silent. You shouldn't be able to hear good breathing. <laughs> it's not good. You know, you've got strained breath work. Um, good breathing is through the nose and good breathing is using the diaphragm. So those are the sort of key things that we should be looking for. So if you are breathing through your mouth and you're, you're pausing, you know, that's, that's the opposite. It's bad breathing. If you're using the chest and the, and the shoulders are going up again, you know, that's, that's not good breathing. And if you can hear somebody's breathing and it sounds labored, then these are, these are signs of dysfunctional breathing. And they're the sort of things that you can work on and you, you can absolutely fix. Amazing. So what inspired you to get into breath work and ultimately to become a breath work coach? complete accident 100% accident so Lisa you and I were working at a big energy corporation together yep. several years ago um and I'd gone through uh divorce and uh was a little bit lost I guess in life I wasn't sure what to do and listening to loads of podcasts listening to the Joe Rogan podcast uh before it was ultra cool like it is now back in sort of 2014 <laughs> 15 um and um there was a guy on there called Wim Hof who's this Dutch athlete and he's got 26 world records. Um, and I've always been terrified of the cold and cold water. And just something inside me said, you need to go and spend some time with him because he was offering retreats. And I had a little bit of money and I thought I'm going to go and do that. So I went on the website one Saturday and booked it. And that was it. I did it really without thinking, without planning. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Poland in, in three months time. I'm going to go and spend a, a week with, with Wim Hof. Um, and it was literally that. Just something in me said, you, you need to go and do this. Um, and without going too deep and too far, um, I think there's this thing around as you get older in life, you start to think there is no magic. You know, everything is just what you perceive it to be. You go to work, you watch TV, you go to bed and that's it. And then this guy came on the podcast and I was like, there's, there's some magic here. Something's going on. And by magic, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not being silly. You know, it's, there's a lot of science here, but just something special. There's something special. I'm using the word magic. And anyway, so um, flew out to Poland, 60 of us with this crazy guy he's screaming at us. He's got his dog and he's chanting, he's got his guitar. And, um, and on the first day we start doing these breathing exercises. And I've, I've got no idea. I've never done the breathing exercise in my life. This is 2016, sort of November, December, never done the breathing exercise. And, uh, already my head's all light and tingly and I'm starting to feel these things I've not felt before. And I've seen a documentary by the way, which you, you can watch on vice about this. Saw that first and people are crying. I thought, Oh God, I wonder if that's going to happen to me. And, um, Anyway, fast forward through that week, we're jumping into ice baths. We're climbing mountains in our pants in minus five degrees. Um, but the thing that got me, the thing that really got me, and I've, I've told this, I won't go into the full detail of it, but we did a breathing session, which lasted about an hour and a half. And it was this deep breathing, deep, deep breathing. And when you do deep breathing, what you're actually doing, and people don't realize this, when you're taking these big breaths in, you're not oxygenizing your body. You're taking oxygen away from your brain. Because what's happening is when you're taking deep breaths of oxygen, you're lowering your CO2. And when you don't have enough CO2 in your body, you can't get the oxygen to your cells. So your oxygen can't get to the brain because it doesn't have the CO2 to help that happen. So by taking these big breaths in, I'm depriving my brain of oxygen for a significant period of time. And people still don't really know what's going on during this period. One theory is that you, your brain thinks it's dying. 
So it releases all of these lovely chemicals, endorphins, and possibly even DMT, which is a very psychoactive drug. So anyway, did all of this breathing, had some fantastic visualizations, had some big experiences with this group, people crying, people laughing. And anyway, after that session, I was like, there's something to this, something's going on here. I need to know what this is. Got home, there was nowhere to practice this breathing because doing it by itself was rubbish. You know, a group of 60 of us doing it, there's a real energy in the room and we couldn't, couldn't do it. I was just sitting on my bed going, this is, this is rubbish. So I made a video how to do it so I could listen to it and I put it on YouTube and just really forgot about it. And then it was about a year later, someone said to me, you know, you've got like a thousand subscribers on there. And I was like, no. And I looked and the video had just, you know, because it was really the only video at the time that had that particular method on it. Um, and then from there, I just started making more. We were traveling, me and my girlfriend, and I had some spare time. And I thought oh, I might make another couple of videos. And every video just grew and grew and grew and grew. Um, and then pandemic happened last year. And I thought, you know what? I've, I've got a, a good feel for breathing. I only really know one or two methods. Um, and I don't really understand the science. I really want to understand what's going on here with the science. So um, I then signed up to Patrick's Oxygen Vantage course. And that's when I became a breathwork instructor because I thought I'm putting stuff online. I, I know how it makes me feel, but I don't really know what's going on and what the physiology means. And I'd like to know that. So, so really I had to, you know, a bit of spare time because of the pandemic, a bit of spare money because I wasn't paying to get the train to work every day. And so that's where I then became kind of a breath coach. And then from that, the podcast happened because through the training, I met some, some people that are in the breathwork industry and they recommended certain people like James Nestor. Um, and then, yeah, that, that's it. So that, that in the essence is the short story. So some crazy breathing followed by, you know, learning <laughs> the science to, to here we are today. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's fascinating. And thank you for sharing, Mike, because I do remember that journey you went on. Yes, we were working together very closely and I was fascinated by what you were doing at the time. And it felt like such an adventure that you went on and it was not something I'd never heard of before. And actually, I did love the kind of eccentricity of the whole thing, especially, you know, seeing you in your pants running up a mountain, um, <laughs> which, you know, it still tickles me today. But in terms of how what you've learned has then impacted your day to day, and especially because, you know, predominantly you're still very much in an office environment um, when, you know, you're not, it's not COVID. Um, you know, how do you take what you've learned and what you continue to learn in this passion of yours into what you do in work as well? So like you mentioned a little bit earlier, Lisa, I think being aware of your breath is massive. So actually going back to the energy company we worked for, when I got back from that, that that Poland experience, the Wim Hof experience, I went into a meeting on the Monday. Um, I don't think you were there at that time, um, but it was quite a stressful meeting and a lot of people were very angry and uh, often oh, the way actually right. we were. Yeah, yeah. And, say, um, sounds like exactly every day. No? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'd come back with this awareness of my breath and I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm panting. And I had never really realized that before. I was panting, I was, I was tensing my stomach and I was basically in a, in a form of, panic breathing in, in the first meeting back of the, of the week. Um, so now that I'm aware of that, so if I go into a meeting now, be it on zoom or, or what have you, um, I'll be making sure that I'm nasal breathing and I'll make sure that I'm taking big, slow breaths, deep breaths. Um, sorry, not big, deep, big, uh, deep breaths. And, um, that, that will be a big thing because especially if I'm, 
being attacked. You know, it's like in the corporate world, you might be having some some, some challenges. Um, so if I'm having a challenging situation, I'll make sure that I'm having that, that, that kind of breathing. Um, but I think if we just take a step back, because I think there's, there's we, we spoke very lightly about sleep earlier. Um, without, because we talk about, you know, how do you motivate a team of people? Mm. How do you, um, how do you bring the best version of yourself to work every day with the pandemic that's going on? Well, well for me, sleep is the foundation. Uh, and I think it's, it's very easy to say that, um, and we all, we could all reel off information right now about what makes good sleep, but then actually do people practice that? So for me, I read a book called Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker, and it had the wrong effect on me. It stressed me out. I was like, I need to get good sleep. Um, and I read it just before I went traveling. And so there was many excursions that me and Nina wanted to go on, like, you know, go to a volcano for sunrise. I was like, don't want to ruin my sleep. So I actually, actually had the wrong effect on me. Okay, um, okay. So don't read so, that book, people. But, but, but in essence, the, it it, the book will talk about things like Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan and how they both you know, famously said, I get by on four hours of sleep a night and both got Alzheimer's, you know, and so it talks a lot about the benefits of sleep, but also mm. the problems if we don't get enough sleep. So, so anyway, sleep and breath is very, very related. And an example of that would be, I think, I can't remember what the stat is now, it might be 50% of adults are snorers. I had this stat the other day. Um, or, or do some form of mouth breathing during the night. The minute you go to mouth in your sleep, you can't get into the deep restorative states of stages three and four, which means that you can't heal what's going on in your brain and body, but it also means you're not getting the rest you need. So what that will mean is you'll wake up easier. You'll be more grumpy the next day. You're more likely to overeat. You're more likely to be more emotional um, and you're more likely to crave the wrong types of foods. So by having the, the foundation off, forget going to the gym, I say forget doing breathing exercises. You really have to get that foundation right because that is the number one thing. So, so I think when, when we talk about how do you bring a motivated team in, how do you bring the best version of yourself and how do you get through this pandemic, how do you do all those sorts of things? My number one tip would be sleep uh, and sleep linked with breath. So, so um, you might have seen the, I don't think I've got the tape here, but I don't really need to do this as much, but I've suggested to people in the past, they can tape their mouth. Mm, I know we've spoken about it and actually I've, I have watched um, your episode and I think your YouTube video where you tape your mouth. And I know you said it, this isn't for the, you know, it's not for the faint hearted because the first time you do it, it's going to feel pretty scary, especially yeah. if you are a mouth breather, which you may not even realize you are, which I think yeah. is even more interesting. Cause I'm assuming then when you do tape your mouth up for the first time, if you weren't aware you're a mouth breather, that's going to be bloody terrifying when you're like, <laughs> <laughs> can't breathe at all. Um, but yeah, sorry. You talk to us about it, about the, the mouth taping. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, in, in essence, you, you just want a little bit of tape here. So you can still breathe outside. It so just over the kind of really like little easily. middle part of your mouth. Yeah, the, the, the way that James Nestor described it is a Charlie Chaplin mustache size amount. Just okay. here. Um, of, and I, oh, I wish I had some here. Sorry. Of the, it's the micro pore tape you put yes, on Yes, I know on the your, one you on mean. Um, yeah. It costs like a pound from the, the chemist. Um, so what, okay. So what happens is if you are, if you're over breathing during the day, so if you're over breathing during exercise, you're a mouth breather during exercise, then you're more, it all links. So you're probably over breathing. Um, in rest and you're probably over breathing at sleep as well. So you've got to kind of a, a tackle all the things and then they'll kind of all kind of build on each other. So um, sleep is so important. And, and if you're, um, if you're waking up for wee in the night, if you're waking up with a dry mouth in the morning, and if you're waking up grumpy, you, you're more than likely probably got some sort of mouth breathing going on there at some point. And um, we're not quite sure why it happens and it doesn't fix itself either. That's the sad thing. So there isn't a piece of going, if I just wear the mouth tape, eventually my mouth will get used to it. 
some people just open their mouths at night and the tape's just like a little hack to, to get around that. Um, but what happens, I found, is the more you do it, the more that you just kind of get used to nasal breathing and the more you tolerate the nose. Um, I had a friend and we were camping and he, I was like, he didn't even know he was, he was mouth breathing. I was like, you're mouth breathing at like three in the morning. Um, and he would put the tape on, but he would rip it off the next the next morning because he just needed the air. He needed the air so much. Um, so it's something you have to persist with. Um, and it's not for everybody, um, but 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 putting that to one side, you can still, you know, there's many things you can do for to get, for getting great sleep. I don't know if I've shared these crazy glasses with you guys. In oh, the past. very Matrix. Um, yeah. Very, they're, they're, so they're for anyone who's he's listening, these are these are red perspex, very much like the sort of thing that Lawrence Fishburne wore in the Matrix, yeah. I would say, or even Neo actually, but they're just red. Very, so very trippy. I think I think you've um, you've overcomplimented my awfully looking glasses. So you can spend two hundred pounds and get some beautiful ones, you know, really fashionable, or you can spend fifteen <laughs> quid on Amazon and get these ones. Um, and, and, and what they do is they block out blue and green uh, light waves, so you only see red. So if you imagine Terminator Two at the end when you're looking through the eyes of Schwarzenegger, that that's what you're seeing. And you think, well, why the hell would you want to do that? And it's because all the screens we look at, even if you put blue light mode onto your screens, you know, if you put night mode onto your phone, it's still chucking loads of blue and green light into your face. Um, and what that's doing is it's sending signals to your brain to say it's midday. You shouldn't be going to sleep because it's, you know, there's danger outside and it's midday. So you need to wake up. So you can still fall asleep after looking at your phone. But again, you won't get into the lower, you won't get into the lower levels of sleep. So by wearing something like this, when the sun goes down, you can still enjoy staring at your TV, staring at your phone. So it's a bit of a hack because a lot of people say you shouldn't watch TV when the sun goes down. You shouldn't look at your phone before you go to bed. Well, actually, for some people that relaxes them. So something like this can, can be a little hack for you um, to do that. So yeah, just worth considering like oh. Amazon, something like that. Anyway, I'm, I digress all over the place. I think sleep is really important and the sleep will get you to where you need to. And then the breathing exercises, as in slow nasal breathing, is what I bring into the office to, to go back to answer your question. Yeah. And I'm, so sleep, I think, is um, a topic that comes up quite often, actually. And yet, for me personally, is not an area I really focus on. Not for myself personally, because I think I get enough sleep. I think I get a good sleep. But yet hearing everything you've just described actually is making me second guess that because now I'm thinking actually I do wake up with a dry mouth I have become a snorer so I have started snoring quite badly in the last I would say seven years which I don't think I had before so something has changed and I think I must have reverted more to mouth breathing to now be snoring so much and that is something that is in the back of my mind as to why that's happening. And I do often wake up. I wouldn't say I wake up grumpy. I wake up in a state of, um, I call it like a zombie state, where I just feel as though I can't, I don't have the energy to get up. Like I feel really lethargic and yet I've been asleep in my, I believe I've been asleep for seven hours. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. Um, and I think it's, one, sleep is one of those areas, especially when we talk about energy, which I don't, I think gets overlooked quite a lot, as in it gets dismissed, as in there are other secrets to finding your energy, when actually that's kind of the most obvious one when you think about it, because we sleep to rejuvenate. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Matthew Walker says that uh, I've got a pill for you and this pill will make you lose weight and be happier and uh, reduce um, risk of cancer by 30%, reduce diabetes by, I think, 50%. I might be butchering the figures. You know, it'll reduce um, inflammation in your body um, and all these things will make you feel happier. Do you want this pill? And the pill is called sleep, you know. And so so, so that, that book, as much as it stressed me out, Mm. changed really did was was as big a game changer as as breath was um the other thing to just uh, i mean you can you can google sleep hygiene but the other thing that was a real game changer for me was not eating and i, I do still drink a little bit of tea or something but not eating at least so making sure that the last piece of food that goes in my mouth is a minimum of three hours before i want to be asleep mm. because um that that what happens is if your body's busy digesting that food, um, it can't run all the sleep cycle functions it needs to. So for example, it, it's, it's a crazy sound. Your brain, it washes your brain. There's, there's a, a chemical that gets released and it kind of scrubs some stuff that's going on. And if you're busy digesting, you can't, can't get rid of that. And that again is a precursor to Alzheimer's apparently. So it's, it's so important to have that kind of digestion done before you, you kind of hit the sack, a cool bedroom. Um, we've got red light, Nina thinks I'm crazy. We've got a red light bulb in the bathroom. It's one one once you can change colors we've got red light bulbs in the um in the lounge and we've got a red light bulb next to my bed so at night you know and oh we also use candle lights that's awesome for, for sleep um but you can we just put all the red lights on and then that way you know nothing's nothing's jarring me back to wakefulness again because i can walk around the house and not have to worry too much um, and what benefits have you personally seen from taking all these steps to improve your sleep and your breathing. Yeah. Well, sleep was always something I struggled with. Um, so we've invested in a really good mattress. We've invested in really good uh, organic wool duvet cover. We've invested in really good sheets as well. Um, and it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's like you could say, well, what are the benefits of uh, taking a multivit every day? Because I feel the same. It's like, well, yeah, you know. So there's a, definitely a little bit of placebo, I think, going on there, going, well, I've invested in these things. Um, but if I think back to probably just before I started working with you, Lisa. So mm. if I go back to maybe 2015, 14, I was drinking probably too much. Um, I would eat, I was a, a midnight snacker um, and uh, didn't really respect sleep at all. I was very much one of those, you'll sleep when you're dead kind of things, you know, just live your life and burn the candle at both ends. Um, and I was, you know, five, six, seven, eight years younger then as well. So um, if I look back to that period to now, I, I'm definitely a more functioning human than I was then. Um, I think it's something like you're 30%, you've got 30% more concentration when you've had a good night's sleep. So if you think about that, think about what you're trying to do at work. You know, we talk about personal development plans. We talk about, oh, I need to get better at presenting skills or I need to get better at, you know, be, holding uh, objections in the meeting. Or actually just imagine being 30% more effective. That, that in itself is going to help all of those areas. So we get too caught up on, I need to get up early and go to the gym and then I'm going to go work and maybe I'm going to do a course on something. Well, actually, no, no, get some more sleep, but be conscious of the fact that you've got that sleep because you know it's going to help you be better in all of yeah. your life. Yeah. And how that changes then your mindset and how you, as you said, right at the start of this, when talking about breath work, actually how it makes you feel and how you're thinking about things. And yeah. that in itself, I think how it affects your mindset can be such a key motivator because so much of what demotivates us is actually mm. what we're thinking about. So actually if you're helping your body to be in a stronger place mm. through sleep, through breath work, through thinking about what you're eating, through thinking more about your routine, even like when you said, you know, when are you eating? Actually, all of that 
as stealing your word, gives you the foundation to be in a better space, to be thinking about things. And I think that's so important right now because unfortunately what's going on around us is not necessarily helping our mindsets. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and all of that is going to demotivate and cause anxiety and additional stress. Yeah. And for everybody who's still working, working full-time, working from home, you've still got the same stresses at work. They haven't gone away, actually. You've still got a job. You've still got goals. In some ways it's worse because you are... You don't have that buffer period where you're traveling home and you can kind of decompress a little bit. Mm. You finish work and you're in the lounge and you carried you've carried it straight away with you. Yeah, so you yeah. have to be very. You have to, I think routines now are more important than ever. You know, I know for some people they don't even need to get dressed. They can just go to their computer and log on and start working. You know, crawl out of bed and within three minutes that you know they may be they're speaking to customers. You know, and that's that's not good for you. You know, you no. need to have those routines. Yeah, and we've talked about that in some of our previous episodes about how to you know the benefits of working remotely as well as the the negatives and how to better manage those negatives and and get more of the positives and talking about boundaries is what we've talked a little bit about so that you're really clear about the structure of your time and your day and that Mm. working doesn't just become this endless never-ending cycle yeah where you have no rest which coming back to your point mike is in terms of what you've talked about here about energizing yourself and motivating yourself rest is so critical (laughs) um so yeah no it's really interesting so how can people learn more about you mike and breath work where can they go yeah so so if you go to youtube and type in take a deep breath um and you see a big pair of pink lungs (laughs) pop up that's me. Um, I'm on, Insta- on Instagram. It's takeadeepbreath.co.uk. So that's our handle there. Um, and soon there will be takeadeepbreath.co.uk, the website. Uh, but as of yet, no. Um, so YouTube and Instagram are the places to find me and, us and all the videos. Yeah. And the podcast, of course, as well. Don't forget the podcast. Yeah. So, oh, how can I forget the podcast? How can you yeah. forget um, the podcast? <laughs> the, the, the podcast is on the YouTube channel um but you can also go to itunes and wherever you find your podcasts and we should be there under either breathcast or breathcast or take a deep breath yeah you can find under under both brilliant thank you mike and there's so much great content there i've learned so much from listening just to the one or two episodes i've picked up on um on top of obviously speaking to you and uh, the fountain of knowledge but i do think like we've talked about a bit before and it will be something we repeatedly talk about through um this podcast the coaching cast is awareness and raising your awareness because once you know something it's very hard to forget it i think and Mm. all the way through this um interview with you Mike all I've thought about is my breathing and how I can breathe more from my diaphragm which (laughs) I'm I'm keen to explore because I know what started out as something I was proud of I don't think I'm going to be that proud of for that much longer as I'm getting older so I need to stop sucking my stomach in and just accept the gut and work at it a bit more authentically probably and create some actual abs so if diaphragm work and breathing is going to help me to do that I'm all for it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a good little device actually. It's quick. I've got close by. So I got this. I got this sent to me the other day. I'm not sponsored by them. O2 trainer by the UFC world champion Baz Rutan. And um, essentially, it's it's so simple. And you can use a balloon. But um, what it basically is, it's a it's a little mouthpiece like this. Oh yeah. And um, you create your own resistance. You've got all these different little caps. 
can't remember how much it is, but I think it's about $50, this one. Um, and what it does is you put it in your mouth, like a wally, take a breath in through the nose, and you just breathe out, and then you kind of fall forward. <laughs> and um, you repeat that about 30 times. And if you imagine when you blow loads of balloons, what you're doing is it gives you it gives your diaphragm a workout. So oh, if your diaphragm is oh, not really used to being okay. used, go go slow at the start. Um, and again, you can do it with the balloons. So if you're going to get a pack of balloons, um, this will get your diaphragm moving, something like that. So when you take a breath, it's not just your belly that's moving forward. Your ribs open and move out and they, your back actually expands as well. It's the whole thing. But we think it's just the, the belly that moves. But the whole cage opens and that's what creates the, the pressure. So, so do some stretching. It's really good like that. Yeah, Open okay. the, the rib cage and do some twisting. So twisting, stretching, and uh, yeah, get some balloons. And I think if you could, if you can apply some of those bits and with the twisting, I'm not doing it properly for you there, but you want to get your hand and you really want to open up and keep it properly open for a good 30 seconds. And then, and then just breathe into it. For those that can't see, my, head's, uh, my hand's above my head all the way over to my other ear. And I'm just kind of leaning on the opposite side. And then the good thing is if you've got a chair like this. This feels good, actually, Mike. Oh, I'm really like stiff. This. My ribs are really stiff. I don't know if that's You can good grab thing. both sides of your chair. Um, and I've kind of got my thigh to the side. And you just twist around as far as you can. And breathe out at the same time. All through the nose, yes, Mike? In and out through, through the, the nose, nose yeah. yeah. So some, some good, do some deep twists. Uh, and go, go slow if you've not done it at the start much because you're not you're going to hurt yourself. But, but twisting um getting those muscles moving um that's really going to help your diaphragm and then suddenly all your breathing systems running a bit more efficiently so give that a go let me know how you get on yeah fantastic these are, good top tips. These right. are great top tips i'm gonna stop doing oh. number one tip though shut your mouth use your nose shut your mouth use your nose breathe from the stomach yeah That's a heavy breathing on the mic. <laughs> no, you haven't stepped into the wrong podcast. This is. <laughs> Brilliant. That's great. Thank you so much, Mike. That was excellent. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Thanks, guys. Really yeah, thanks, it. Mike. I've learned a lot. That's brilliant.